Hello and welcome to the Sacred City Life Podcast. This is your host, Pastor Justin Dean. This podcast is all about helping you follow Jesus in the everyday, normal rhythms of life. <clears throat> I got some uh, co-hosts on here today. Men, would you uh, say who you are? Introduce How's it yourself. going? I'm Alex Tate. I'm Sacred City Youth Director. Kevin Kenor, Pastoral Assistant. And Rob Spexer, Pastor of Discipleship. All right, Pastor of Discipleship, we've got some discipleship <laughs> questions <laughs> yes. for you today. Yes, we do. <laughs> so uh. we've gotten some uh, questions about this, and it's kind of it hit the uh, internet last week. Maybe this will be two weeks when this comes out, something along those, on the long, along those lines. But some undercover video and audio has come to light from internal communications with Disney that revealed... Now, I, I, I'm going off the top of my head here, so it was, I think, this, the chairperson, like this, the president of the chair or something. I, I don't know. What, I can't remember who it was. It wasn't the CEO, but up there in the corporation, very high up in the corporation. And she revealed that she has a transgender child and a pansexual child. <clears throat> Can you break that down? <sighs> What a pansexual is? Yeah. Well, a pan... I don't know. Google that for me, Kevin. What do you? What would you consider a pansexual? This says, not limited in sexual choice with regard to biological sex, gender, or gender identity. Okay. So, the smorgasbord approach. Whatever you want. Whatever you want. Whatever you're into. That's a pansexual child, okay? Um, <clears throat> but... That wasn't uh, the. You, you think it's funny, Alex? Why are you laughing, huh? Why are you laughing over there? I guess. I guess we need a video podcast. Trying to hide. <laughs> Alex is cracking up. Okay, so that's not the most interesting um, statement that was revealed. What was interesting is since her experience with her children. And leading them to gender confusion and sexual confusion, she um, now feels herself qualified to determine what's good for the Disney Corporation and ultimately what's good for all children and all parents that watch Disney programming and attend Disney theme parks. So she said it is her goal that 50% of all the characters in Disney movies would be LGBTQIAA plus. And we have to add that plus there because these letters never stop. They're never going to stop. Mm. Um, you keep adding to this, this confusion different possibilities of yeah. sexual confusion and gender and identity and all this kind of stuff. But <clears throat> so she wants that to that vision, her view, vision of human flourishing to be pushed through all the Disney programming and Disney theme parks. Hmm. Okay. <clears throat> They've already, they don't use him and her language. They don't use male, female language in the parks anymore. She's already said that they've kind of quietly instituted that, but <clears throat> you know, she kind of, 
said the quiet part out loud here, the part that people have been talking about for a long time, that Disney has a moral agenda. And it's, it's an immoral agenda. Mm. It's an agenda that's contrary to God, mm. our source of morality, and our source of justice, and our source of truth, and our source of create, you know, our creator who gave us our bodies. And, um, and now Disney is saying we're, we're going full, we're going broke, right? We're going for broke here and going woke. That's wow. what they're saying. Um, and we're going to have some... So we're going to have some confusing movies coming out, which is interesting because, you know, what does it mean that they're going to have these characters? Well, characters, there's always been like kind of morally ambiguous characters in Disney movies and such. And you couldn't really tell what, what they were. Maybe that guy was homosexual. Maybe that was, there's always been some ambiguity there. But the thing with cartoons, you, you just, you can't tell by looking at somebody, mm. right? And so, you know, the, the new Encanto, there's a woman in there, really masking, really, really big and strong woman in there. Um, but they could say now that that, that that was, you know, that was some kind of transgender or something. But guess what? No child's going to know that. Nobody's going to know that mm. because you can't tell just by looking at someone. That just looks, that's just like, could just be a... A, a big woman, right? Yeah. Like that we've, that's not a big deal. Yeah. So what makes this a big deal is to actually accomplish their goal of pushing this moral worldview and, and ultimately changing the world. They're going to have to, in, they're going to have to define those characters mm. by their, by whatever that gender is that they're choosing. So it's going to have to be a part of the story wow. to reveal this person used to be a boy and now it's become a, it's become a, a, a woman or, you know, which is interesting in a way because Disney has gotten in trouble for a long time for kind of caricaturizing or stereotyping people in, in early like Mickey mouse cartoons and things like that. I think specifically African Americans. And now in order to bring this agenda out, they almost have to play up the same stereotypes. They, they have to bring back stereotyping to an extent so that it's explicit enough that children are going to go, oh, hey, that's a, an LGBT, you know. Yeah, yeah. Or it's going to have to be in the dialogue. Mm, it's yeah. going to have to be in the storyline where yeah. this person now discovers their true self mm -hmm. by, you know, whatever. All, all of these... Um, as Carl Truman talked about it in the triumph of the modern self or what the rise and triumph of the modern self, you're actually going to have to describe this through dialogue, through mm -hmm. narrative. Yeah. Right. So they're going to have to have whole stories about it and it, and it's going to be the new virtue and the new courage and the new, you know, this is what your, your child should do. And, yeah. um, but you're right. It is like stereotypical because it's like, Oh, this girl, she likes to play softball. Oh, maybe she's transgender. You know wh yeah. what? Like, no. Um, or, you know, whatever. Um, but it's, it's playing off of those stereotypes. So the questions that we're getting is what do we do? What, mm. what should a Christian do? Right. Should we boycott Disney? Is it mm. time to boycott Disney? And, um, 
I'm just gonna let me let me, let me throw that out to you guys yeah. and let and see let me see what you guys say and then and we'll bounce off there. Is it time to boycott Disney? Mm. See, I don't know. Part of the reason I, I pushed this podcast today is seeing some of this stuff, reading some of this stuff. That's those are things that we're starting to wrestle with in our home and we're trying to figure out because we have Disney Plus. It's, do we keep Disney Plus? You know what I mean? And so I'm I'm interested to hear some uh pastoral discipleship on this myself just maybe that's why they chose disney plus you know putting you on a spot here <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh my goodness uh, uh, disney right. lgbtq plus well i think that i think what we're talking about here is something that should be applied beyond disney yeah uh, in this way in that we should be engaged with our children in whatever they are watching mm-hmm. in order to begin to tease out for them, help them, train them into understanding what is the worldview of whatever story that they are watching. Many stories, there won't be anything that will be, you know, hugely anti-Christian, but, and yet you can still uh, see just kind of a worldly or maybe a secular kind of worldview. Mm -hmm. So in one regard, I think this is just raising the stakes of how important it is that we are not just simply giving our children over to Entertainment. We're not giving them over to just simply watching whatever they want to watch. Yep. That we have to do the hard. And I know this is going to be hard because I think our our go to when we're tired as parents is or our go to is just to kind of hey put them in front of the TV, put them in front of the the uh, I don't know iPad, whatever the case may be, whatever you have. Uh, and I, I think this just raises the stake. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's necessary for us as in one sense we can enjoy. Uh, you know, watching something, but we always have to be doing it in such a way. Teaching our children that enjoyment or entertainment comes with using your mind, not shutting your mind off mm-hmm. while you're watching something. Yeah. So in one regard, I think this just only simply raises the stake of what we should be doing already, and that is engaging our children with whatever yeah. they're watching. Now, with this, with an agenda going into it, I think there is a place where if you already know the agenda is being, is, is, is in this particular show, uh, movie, whatever it is that Disney can be putting out, that uh, we have to be thinking about, one, maybe only using it as a means to help our children, to engage our children in some of these questions, only mm. if they're old enough. It would only be age appropriate. Yeah. But I would say for the most part, most of us are probably going to have to say, no, we, you know, we can't. And we explain why we can't uh, watch, watch certain things. And it's crazy because like, you just kind of hit on that, like the, the entertainment of kids now, right? The entertainment of kids before was like a certain toy that they wouldn't want to share and they would want to play with that toy and yeah. entertain themselves and, you know, just kind of make out scenarios and just play. But now it's as, you know, the entertainment is the screen, right? It's uh, the Disney Channel. It's uh, it's Coco Melon. Like this is the soothing piece for this kid to just hush for a couple hours so I can get a break. And uh, like you're saying, like a lot of parents are, aren't aware as long as they're quiet um, but in the midst of that, it's just kind of like, are you really being aware of what your kids are intaking mm-hmm. on, a, on a regular basis? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> so I think this is, I think we have reached a critical point where we have to do something different. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I want to say right away, I am not. And no, I am not a fundamentalist type of Christian mm. who says no secular music, no secular movies, lock my kid away and try to protect them. Yeah. Um, 
I exact. I'm really the the exact opposite of. Well, I'm not the exact opposite because I don't just let my kids watch whatever they want to watch. But I I've been training. I'm training my children to have a certain worldview, and I'm bringing certain even negative influences into their life to talk about it with them. So my son and and, and I we went and watched um, <clears throat> the new Batman. Yeah. And uh, this Batman super dark movie. I mean, like they had to invent new cameras. Yeah. To be able to see his eyes and stuff because it was so dark. Wow. And why? Because that's the way people are feeling about our society right now. Mm. And they feel dark. They feel our society. There's no hope. There's just, mm. it, we're in a very dark season in American history. And so the Batman that's going to step into this season is a very dark Batman. Mm. Yeah. Okay. He's brooding the whole, the whole movie. <laughs> I, I didn't like the guy at first, but. Actually, as a Batman, I didn't have a problem with him. And he's and he's taking vengeance into his own hands. Mm. And he's he really doesn't seem to you can't you can't really see where his moral compass is at. And then by the end, spoiler alert, by the end of the movie, he moves from vengeance to redemption. So there's there's, there's this it never says it in the movie. But where it says, you know, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Mm-hmm. Well, Batman's not the Lord. And Batman realizes late in the movie that he's, he's been working out of his own pain and mm-hmm. he's been trying to be vengeance instead of being an agent of redemption or yeah. reconciliation in the city. Mm-hmm. And it's this interesting point because the whole movie is so dark. Like you can hardly see things happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, I mean, the whole movie. And then at the very end, he goes and he rescues this aspiring political star or whatever and when he does it he he lights this huge um, torch thing this Mm. uh, flare he lights this huge flare and it's like the brightest moment of the whole movie and the movie ends with him like with this torch above his head walking out and all of these people following him now and so like before he was the lone vigilante right working all by himself and at the end now he's leading people out kind of and the light is leading people out um and he's he's experienced a little bit of a microcosm of of redemption Mm. and i was i was talking to javid about that on the way out and first off he's like you didn't think of that i'm like what he's like you didn't think of that i'm like where'd you read that i'm like son i didn't read that (laughs) i'm watching the movie with you and my christian worldview picks up those pieces and so we're talking about it you know on the way out now now that's what I mean. There, that is not a Christian movie mm-hmm. in any sense of the, the yep. word. Um, there's some f bombs in there and stuff that that it, again it was the darkest Batman I've ever seen. But there's still there's there's redemptive moments in there. Okay. Now, when when it comes to what Disney is saying they're doing, first off, I want you to know my kids have all watched Disney, and I have had a problem with Disney for a long time. Because the way they changed the movies, like or changed from the book to the movies, mm-hmm. The Little Mermaid, Little Mermaid was all, basically go disobey your parents; it'll go well for you, <laughs> you know. And your dad's an idiot, you know. And I, I would unpack that narrative as we're watching the movie, and I've talked about it in sermons, and and I had a problem with it, and I, so I would use the um, the taxonomy that we talk about a lot here at the church. There's something from every culture. There's some things you can receive. Mm-hmm. Those are the good things that are affirmed in Scripture. There's some things that you need to redeem and show them how 
they're gone wrong, but Christ can make it right. And there's some things that you can reject. And so there are elements of Little Mermaid we could receive, elements we needed to reject. But then there were some, I was like, all right, babe. I was talking to my kids when we were watching it. She's disobeying her dad. What do you think is going to happen here? Okay. Dad's going to, whoa, 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 dad just told her not to do that. What do you think he's going to do that? What would a good dad do? You know, and I'm, and I'm trying to redeem that uh, for my children. Now, all of Disney's movies are full of those type of things. But fundamentally, they're set in a real world, a world that corresponds with the natural world that God gave us. Okay, you can see men, you can see women, even when you see mer, mermaids and mermen, right? Like, <laughs> you you can see that, sure. And it's and it's it's working with good, evil, and light, darkness mm -hmm. structures that God that, that God structured the universe with that God gave us, right? Um, some movies are better than others. All of that. Here's the problem. <clears throat> the problem now is one. Disney is saying they're going contrary mm. to creation. Mm. They're going against the structural norms that created, that create our world, yeah. that, that hold our, that literally hold our world together. Okay. That's one, that's one major problem that I think is, is categorically now things are, are going to be different. Yeah. And this is literally like saying, we're going to teach you that black is white. We're going to teach your children that bad is good. Yeah. We're going to teach you, your children, right, that wrong is right and that boys can be girls. Like, it's the, it's the same thing. So it's, it's a fundamental shift that changes the whole reality of the worlds that we will watch. Because you're meant to watch some, those, those story tales, story, story tales, is that the right word? Fairy, Fairy, tales. Fairy tales, goodness gracious. Fairy tales, my brain's not working yet fairy tales and you're meant to learn some moral lesson mm -hmm. from it that's why they were created to be yeah. you know teach what a little bit what is good what is evil avoid that scary lady that looks like a wolf over there don't go into her house don't you know you're meant to learn some things about the world well now they're teaching um that down is up right and so we have to be aware of that okay so on those grounds right there if disney is saying that's what we're doing i think that is grounds for parents to say, then we're not going to have anything to do with it. Mm -hmm. And Christian parents need to finally draw a line in the sand and say, no, we're done with Disney. Yeah. I think, I do think it's, it's reached or it's according to her words, that's where they're going. And that's, we've reached that point. Yeah. Now I've never boycotted anyone. This is different than Starbucks having their own war woke agenda because that doesn't, their product is their product. Mm. I'm buying their coffee. I don't care about their woke agenda. This, the product is woke, mm -hmm. right? The product is contrary to reality. Yeah. The contrary is now contrary to Christ the Christian worldview. Now, Rob, what you, when, as I've been thinking about this and I've wanted to sit on this for at least a week and think about it, pray about it, meditate on it, because we haven't canceled Disney yet either, because I wanted to think about this. <clears throat> With all of the old Disney programming, if you were raised like I was, <clears throat> as long as it was PG or PG-13, mm. I could watch it. My parents did not care. My parents really only had two categories that they cared about. <laughs> Cussing and sexuality. 
if there were, was no cussing in it, then I, if there was no cussing in it, if I could pr- pretty much watch it, if there's no sexuality in it, I could pretty much watch it, watch it. My parents didn't really care about violence and, mm. and things like that. All right. That's the old paradigm. Okay. That paradigm no longer works as a filter yeah. in, in today's, and this isn't just Disney, today's Disney, today's Netflix, today's Amazon Prime, today's movie watching. Because the cussing and the sexuality, yes, those are still a problem. But the greater problem is actually the narratives and yeah. the characters that are being developed. And you can't filter out narratives. Mm-hmm. You can't filter out. So, one of Disney's new movies is called Turning Red, and it's about a. It's meant to be about kind of a teenage girl coming to age type of story where she begins to get her period and she turns red and turns into this bear or whatever. Red but basically, there, there's nothing in that that is going to set off your filters. But what it's doing is it's teaching. One, it's teaching these girls how to be miserable, how to be little brats and blame it all on their biology and what's going on in their bodies and their hormones. But it's, it gets under the radar of parents mm-hmm. and it gets into the psyche of children and it gives them something that resonates in their heart, something that resonates with what they're feeling. When a girl's feeling that out of control of her body, something like that can get inside her and literally lodge in her psyche and let her just kind of like become that type of mm-hmm. bratty teenager. And the it's ma- an excuse for sin. Pretty it, much. It's an excuse for sin, but it's not the sins most parents are aware of. Right. Mm. Like your daughter being a brat, that's a sin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that is a sin. Yeah. And this is what people don't realize. The, 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 our society has lied to us that teenagers should be miserable. And teenage, teenagers should be fools and teenagers should be brats and teenagers should be little hellions that just ruin your home. And you allow them to. And if you don't parent them rightly, they will be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And guess what? That hurts you. That hurts your family. Foolishness is a shame to a father and to a mother. Uh, if you don't discipline a man, you know, he's going to hurt his mom and dad, Proverbs tells us. But it's also miserable to the... It makes the kids miserable. Mm. When you can't lead your kid out of that foolishness or out of that brattiness, they're not enjoying themselves. They don't enjoy their life when they're in that mood. Right? And so nearly every one of these teeny bopper shows on Disney and Netflix and all these different places are are communicating the lie from Satan that they are what they feel. How do you filter that out? You, you can't filter that out. They are what they feel. And guess what? Teenagers feel. that They know that's the truth. When a teenager watches it, one thing I know is I'm feeling this. I feel this. Mm-hmm. So this, tr- this maybe this is true. And so I need to be this kind of bratty, clicky, um, obsessed with my looks, mm-hmm. obsessed with the opposite sex. This is what I need to be right now. The world's telling me what I need to be right now. And so I think the world has got so good at that, at telling those stories and connecting with, with kids that they know at the most parents will watch one or two episodes. Mm. And so here's, what the, here's the game plan. One or two episodes, it's a little questionable. <coughs> Excuse me. It's a little questionable 
some bratty stuff going on. Not that big a deal. No cussing. No sexuality. Good parents go. I think this ain't too bad. I guess it's in the gray area. Go ahead, kids. You can watch it. Episodes four, five, six, or season two comes out. Now we've got blatant homosexuals in there. <clears throat> we've got transgender stuff. We've got sexuality. We've got all kind of inappropriate things. And parents are upstairs. Kids are downstairs watching it. Mm -hmm. That's their MO right now. <clears throat> That's their game plan. And so I think we have experienced a categorical shift in children's programming where two things, one of two things we have to choose as Christian parents. Number one, the days of sending your kids to the basement to watch shows on their own or <clears throat> giving them the iPad <coughs> to watch shows on their own, those days are over. Mm. Blue's Clues now has a Pride Parade, Pride Parade episode. Blue's Clues. Okay? <clears throat> but, I, but I think, too, like, if, if, if the more you're, like, like, talking to this, the more, like, it's just starting to spark my mind where it's just, like, when we talk about from Romans, we have to have a renewed mind. And, and I think a lot of parents are just not aware of these things, and um, they don't have a gospel-centered worldview in every single piece of their life. And uh, when we don't have that, that's when, like, of course, the, the devil comes to scheme his way in, you know, and yep. that's, that's where our kids get captured. And a lot of times, as parents, are just like, oh, it's not that big of a deal until it's not, yep. you know, mm -hmm. and a lot of parents are just like, oh my gosh, Disney too? <coughs> like, I got to parent this too? Like, yeah, you got to parent like with Disney Plus and, and all the other, um, you know, openings that you were talking about with Amazon uh, with Amazon and Netflix and, and Hulu and all these other different sh um, yeah. shows and openings. So, you are what you feel. You are who you are inside. Yeah. That's a lie that's Contrary to creation, contrary to scripture, we've been talking about in our leadership institute, the sin of empathy. I guarantee you these new Disney shows that are going to come out, empathy is going to be the center of their programming. Mm. They're going to display a transgender person <clears throat> and their goal is going to make you cry over their struggle. They're going to try to get parents to cry over those struggles. You know how Pixar, the, 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 the wisdom of Pixar was a kid could watch the show and not really get it, but the, the parents are crying. Like it gets the parents in the feels. Now, mm. Pixar's been sold and I don't think Disney's as good at any, because Disney bought Pixar, but I don't think they're as good as, as Pixar was. The goal will be to get you to empathize with a supposed man trapped in a woman's body. And therefore, once you empathize with them, now that's how they capture your heart. That's how they capture you according to their, to their worldview. Mm. So <clears throat> I think what I said, the days of giving our kids free reign, if it's PG, you can watch it. If it's on Disney, you can watch it. I think those days have to be over. Mm -hmm. And I think, I'm not saying you have to, I don't, th I don't think parents should boycott all Disney programming. That's not what I'm saying at all. But <clears throat> maybe we should boycott Disney Plus or boycott our kids just don't watch Disney, but if we're going to watch a movie, we literally might have to have like approved movies and 
not approved movies. And so we sit down and we watch a movie with, with our kid. Yeah. So what does it look like for parents? Like, should, should parents be watching these movies before they have their kids watch the movies so that they, I mean, the hope is that they can, they have a gospel center view and they can be able to speak into the movie or say yes or no. So should they be watching the movies first? No, before? I don't think they have to. I think okay. you can watch them with and you don't be afraid to shut it off. Mm-hmm. Like you can, like we pause movies all the time. My kids are grown and whatever. We pause movies. Hey, what's going on right here? <clears throat> and this, this is, this is a new thing that I've been doing with my kids. Soon as the movie starts, when it says, created by or produced by, I pause it. I'm saying, created by, what's this person's name? Written by, okay, here's what we need to know. Those two people determined every word in the show. They have a goal for this movie. This is not reality. This is somebody's piece of art that they created. So I want my kids not to get lost in the movie, you know? This is somebody's worldview on display. So we're going to critique it like worldview. Then, <clears throat> as we're watching it, I'll say things like, uh-oh, what do you think is going to happen here? You know, and they'll say something, you know, whatever. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about different pieces and, and anything's questionable. And then, at the end, we'll talk about what did you think about it? How did you feel about it? What, what's going on? What did you think of that character? Why did you like that character? What made you like that character? What made you not like that character? Why do you think the writer chose to make her like that? Mm. Why do you think the writer chose to make him like that? Why did he respond to his sadness like that? Why did, and we're going to just pick it apart. And then I'm asking my kids, how would you make that person better? If you were writing the story, how would you have had that person dress? If you, that person didn't choose to dress that way. The producer chose to dress that person that way. And I'm wanting them to see their, every person on that movie is a puppeteer. Yeah. being puppeted by producers mm. that have an agenda, okay? And I want them to see, you could do that too. You can do that too. You can write your own story. You can determine your own character. How would you make that person better? How would you change the story? Yeah. I want them to think like creators, mm. not like consumers. So it's, it's uh, interesting the way you're kind of describing this because you said empathy is, is kind of the means or mode that... that uh, our culture right now is kind of pressing us into that we're to feel for these individuals, kind of feel what they're feeling, versus sympathy, which is actually what you're you're talking about here when you're saying, how could this be better? Because sympathy, we can see a person in a problem or in a trouble or in a difficulty, and we can sympathize, meaning we can say, I understand their problem, and here is how we can make them better. In other words, you know, it could be bring the gospel into their life, help them to understand. The, the sin that they're in, help them to see where gospel or Christ is enough and sufficient for them. So there's where our sympathy can come in. So I think it's a great way of kind of differentiating for them what empathy is versus <coughs> sympathy, or we would call it, we could call it compassion, or yep. we could call it pity. I think those are good things to mm-hmm. help them understand so that they're understanding what the, what, you know, we, we can feel sympathy and, and be right as long as we're bringing truth into that scenario in that situation versus empathy, which is saying, oh, no, you're just supposed to feel for the way that they feel, and there's no truth to bring right into it. We just have to embrace their truth. Yeah. <clears throat> yes. So I know this is seems exhausting for parents. It's, it's exhausting for me. <clears throat> um, but I think it's actually a good it's actually, it's actually good. Like, 
it's easier to say no TV unless I've watched it and approved it or I'm sitting there with you. That's actually easier than trying to figure out mm-hmm. every single show that is allowed that your ch- children could watch. You know, yeah. you used to be able to look at the back of a movie. <laughs> you could look at the back of the movie. Nudity, da 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 Okay, no, right? We're not in that world anymore. Yeah. We're not in that world anymore. So what's a good, like, starter? Because, I don't know, just hearing it, you know, and some people may be like, oh, my gosh, i got to stop the movie every 10 seconds? Like, it's not even our show. Like, this, this, that's too much. You know, like, what's so, like, what's some good starters for, like, someone to, like, kind of start entering into this yeah. and well, seeing these things? For, first off, yeah, that's not what we do. Our mm-hmm. kids would hate me if I did that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but when there's a big moment, so a child decides not to take her problem to her parents, mm-hmm. but instead takes her problem to her stupid friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like how many movies, right. how yeah. many movies that's what it is. Yeah. I'm not going to go to my parents because my parents are judgmental and mean and they, whatever they're idiots. So I'm going to go to my friends. That's how so many dumb movies start. And then their friends come up with a dumb idea and they do something dumb and then it gets worse. And then blah, 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 blah. Yeah, then, yeah, you know? yeah. So I'll just pause it right there. That's a, that's a big moment. I want mm-hmm. my kids to see, Hey, why didn't they just go to mom and dad? Why didn't they just go repent and ask for help? Why do you, why do you think they did that? That would have been, yeah, it wouldn't have made for not a good movie, but yeah. it would have been a lot better, right? Okay, cool. And a lot of those movies, you know, getting to what you're saying, Alex, a lot of the, this, this is the same storyline in a lot of these movies. You know, yeah. it's, it's like the uh, Hallmark uh, romance movies where they're all the same, they're all the same stories, but just different characters. Don't well, say even- Hallmark, Gary, Rob, because <laughs> it just it just gets in my mind when Christmas comes around. My wife's like, let's watch the Hallmark movies. Because <laughs> they catch you in the fields. Now listen, this is what I want you to see. When these Disney executives... Yeah. And I'm going to I'm going to make some claims here that that will come off as as judgmental. <clears throat> These Disney executives did not get to where they are by being good parents. Hmm. They got to where they are by sacrificing their families for their careers. Hmm. Therefore, and these ones that we're talking about here are not godly, are not Christian, are not discipling their children. Therefore, now their children are miserable. One's a transgender, one's a pansexual. Very confused individuals. What does their home feel like? Right? It's going to be, it's going to feel pretty miserable, more, pretty confusing, right? When they're wanting to produce a movie, they're producing it out of their feelings. They're wanting to justify their own decisions. They want to justify their own failures. They're wanting to give reasons why it's okay that their kids are morally confused and they're out there and doing all these different things. When we're making art, it's coming from our religious worldview. Mm-hmm. And, and we need, we're not just sitting down and just receiving something that, that doesn't have religious connotations. Right. These people have a religious, they're, they're, it's all worship. Our creation is worship. Mm-hmm. There's, just, there's this false worship. Yeah. And so we need, we need to be, as parents, to be able to see behind all of those things and see the puppeteers at work. But we also have to, we have to train our, chi- our children to be able to see that as well. Yeah, you're going right back to the, what you said yesterday in, our, in your sermon, which is culture is downstream from our religion. And 
Everybody's got a religion. Everybody's got some understanding of who God is, what, who we are, what our problem is, how to solve that problem, those kind of things, those religious questions. We all have those. And downstream is our art, which is part of our culture, which is what you're talking about right here. And I think the scary part is, too, is just like a lot of people are so aware of this, but for some reason it just seems like they're not bought in enough on who God is and how he has authority over all things and how we sh- the gospel should be moving in every part of our lives. And a lot of people just are, oh, the gospel stops at church or the gospel stops when I'm around these people, but the gospel should move in every part of our lives. So then, as you said before, the hearts are changed and we're having renewed families and, you know, and all these different things. But I just feel like so many people have like made the stiff arm and haven't bought into that the gospel moves even in, you know, should be applied even in the TV shows. Yeah. <clears throat> we are story-shaped people. Yeah. We understand what we are for yeah. by the stories that we embrace. That's how culture is formed. <clears throat> and right now, and our, our American culture was formed by the story of Scripture. Yeah. It was formed by the story of hardworking men mm-hmm. and, and industrious women making great sacrifices for the greater good. Like, I mean, we've had a lot of failures, a lot of mistakes, a lot of other stuff that's going on in there. But what we're seeing now is a complete restoring of our society, a changing, a, ch- a complete change in what we view as good. And therefore, we're trying to tell these godless, asexual I don't even know if that's the right word, asexual, but just like <clears throat> amorphous type of hmm. genderless. I don't even understand. Like I can't get into that worldview and see what are you trying to do? Yeah. It's like all your, it's like we're, we're, we believe that we are the captain of our own souls and the masters of our own fate and that our bodies are, are malleable. Our bodies no longer say something about who we are. Our our feelings tell us who we are and our body is now malleable. So we can literally cut off our breasts or cut off our genitals to conform to our inner feelings. Mm. It's, this is sci-fi stuff. This is sci-fi, godless, atheistic stuff and it is it is going to without a reformation without a revival it is going to destroy our society mm-hmm. it can't hold to, there's no way this can hold together mm. it doesn't align with nature it doesn't ar- align with the way god created the world right you know it doesn't align with reality i mean it's just not real the only way this works which doesn't it, like you become like you go to the store to buy a baby, you know, like you go to the store to buy eggs. Like it doesn't work. You yeah. need a, you need to know I am a male. I need a female to reproduce. Mm. <laughs> you, you have, that's base. That's basic to society. So should Christians boycott Disney? I'm going to say probably. Um, I'm going to say, it's not enough. I'm not 100% sold on shutting off my subscription because it's only $4.99 <laughs> or whatever it is. But 
I am committed to my kids can no longer watch Disney without approval from me. Mm. So everything they watch has that got to be approved by me now. So what do, what do we say to the parents that just lie to their kids? It's like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. You know, that, that didn't really happen. This is what really happened. You know, like, what do, what do we say to those parents? Because it, it, it happens all the time, you know. It's just, and a lot of the kids are still getting a worldview from what they're watching on TV. Yeah, I had somebody say something like, Justin, you know, Disney stuff has always been questionable. You got in, you know, you got... Um, people, you know, all, all different ones. You got the the girl, marry. You know, she kisses the beast or whatever. She marries the person that she shouldn't marry, and then it goes well for her, or you know, whatever. She marries the person that she shouldn't marry, like li- Little Mermaid, right? Mm-hmm. She falls in love with the man she shouldn't marry. It's always been those, and I'm like, yeah, it has, and I've been critiquing those from as long as I can remember. And how many people have actually been harmed? By marrying the person they shouldn't marry because they let their emotions take over. Yeah. Right? You married a beast and you thought you would kiss him and he would turn him into the beauty, but he didn't. He never turned. <laughs> he never became the beauty. He's still the beast. Yeah. Uh, you know, he talked they talked about like Star Wars and Luke kisses his sister and all kind of, you know, all kind of stuff. There are major problems with Star Wars. I've talked about the the problem the problems with Star Wars. Uh, good and evil are not equal. Um, the 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 forces, you know, the Holy Spirit and God is not Let's a force. About Star Wars, you could offend somebody. Come on, <laughs> you could offend I'm somebody. I'm a Star Wars fan. Uh, there's, Jav and I were watching Star Wars, <coughs> and Obi Wan Kenobi said, "Well, some, I can't remember." Anakin said something like, "Some." black and white statement and Obi-Wan said only the Sith deal in absolutes <laughs> and I said pause I said only the Sith deal in absolutes so the Sith the Dark Lord the bad bad people they deal in black and white this is absolutely true I said Javin what do you think about that statement I don't remember what his answer was I said hmm only the Sith Deal in absolutes. Isn't that an absolute statement? <laughs> That's good. That's an absolute statement. Yep. His worldview doesn't even hold. George Lucas's worldview doesn't hold. He, yeah. he doesn't have a Christian worldview. He doesn't have a Christian understanding. Yeah. So problem there. So it's not that there haven't been problems in all, all of these old movies. There have been, been problems from day one. Mm. But now <coughs> they've reached a level that... It, it seems like it's it's a category change now. Now it can be rejected. Now the parent that says it's not that big of a deal, I would say, um, I understand why you would say that. From your point of view, um, I can see why you would think it's not that big of a deal. the The problem is the more you dig into it, the more you study it, the more you come to understand it, the more you realize that the problem starts way back when. When, you, when you're coughing and throwing up and you're sick, everybody knows you're sick. But you were probably sick days before that. Mm-hmm. Or, or it, you know, there were some things that led up, led up to that. For, for you right now, you might be saying, hey, my kid's not transgender. My kid's not doing this. My kid's not woke. My kid's not going out there and doing all this kind of stuff. Praise God. That, that's great. But the seeds might be sown. The seeds might be sown. Not that they're going to... Um, become that or be that, but that they might 
embrace it. What's the big deal, Dad? Don't judge them. Why are you so judgmental, Dad? You know, give them, give them a break. And so, um, you know, and for me personally, like I've been hearing like danger, 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 danger from like preachers since I was like probably one years old. But, and, and for probably the first 30 years of my life, I thought, these guys overreacting, man. Well, and many of them were based on a faulty eschatology that the end of the world was coming right now and Jesus was coming back and he's going to zap us off this planet and, you know, um, pre-tribulational, dispensational type stuff. But now, I'm like, I think that they were right. Mm-hmm. It didn't happen as quickly as they thought, but we're here. Mm-hmm. We're here. Yeah. So, and if we're going to raise children, listen, we got to raise children that do more than just resist the pull of the world. They have to be counter-reformed. They have to be, ref- they have to be reformed in, in a way that's completely different than this culture that can actually push back and change this culture. Mm-hmm. So they, they, I want them to know not just that's bad, but I want to know why it's bad and I want to know what, what the right way is and what yeah. the good way is. Yeah, mm-hmm. we want to get back to what is good, what's, what's true, what's beautiful. You know, That's where we want to get them to. We want them to be identified that. So not only identify what's bad, but identify what is, two what is good. Fathers, two fathers in the home is not good. Okay, I'm just straight up tell you, a woman brings something special to a home. Yeah, that a man cannot. I don't care how gay he is. I don't care how queer he is. He cannot, in all of his queerness, cannot bring feminine energy to a home. Yeah. Cannot bring what a woman was made by God to provide. Can't bring that to a home. Yeah, and so to say two men can be to make a good home is a lie. They can't. Mm-hmm. And so that's not what God designed. And that's not good. Two women can't do, can't do it either. Yeah. So God gave us our gender, our sexuality for a reason. And it's to display his glory and his goodness in a home. And as, if a society rejects it, it once again rejects God and it rejects creational norms and it will bring it to its own demise. Yeah. So bottom line, answer to this question is go camping. Just go camping with your kids. <laughs> go hiking. Yeah. Go out there in the, in, the, in the real world and enjoy the real world. And then and stop watching so much. Uh, Let your kids get dirty. Dig up some worms. Go. Find some there worms. You you know? But hey, I, I want to go one more, one more step. I know we're probably over time here, but one more step. Train your children to be more than just consumers. Yeah. To be creators. Who's going to make the true stories? Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Where's yeah. the C.S. Lewis's? Where's the J.R.R. Tolkien's? Yeah. yeah. Right? Who's making the true stories? Yeah. True stories are better than lies. Yeah. Right? They, they resonate with reality. Um, even uh, Harry Potter and... Uh, what's her name? J.K. Rowling. She's a feminist and... Yet, her stories still, by and large, resonate with reality. And they have this redemptive aspect. They have, of course, hope for a Messiah. And the Messiah shows up and he defeats death by dying. and yeah. All these different things. And she's full on the left and she's a feminist. And yet, now she's being canceled by the transgender activists because she refuses to give in to this ide- ideology because she believes women are, women are real. Yeah. And women are different. And a man mm-hmm. can never be a woman. And to give a, ma- a biological male 
Woman of the Year Award is to betray women. Yeah. So we need to teach our kids not just to be consumers of culture. Yeah. And I, I just want to add on to that to like build your kids up to have courage. Right. I mean, because as gospel centered young men and women, like we're going against everything that the world is preaching. And for our kids to be creative, they're going to have to have courage because some some of the stuff that they're wanting to create are going to be some of the things that are against what the culture is pushing right now. And that's not saying that like God hasn't designed you the way he has to be creative and to continue to. Um, you know, push forward the greatness of his kingdom. Yeah. So a lot of a lot of our kids, um, we we have to push forward. Like, hey, have courage. Like, you can do these things. You know, God has built us this way to you know have courage to be creators. And uh, I think sometimes it gets pushed down. A lot of kids are not creators because they don't want to make mistakes and they they don't want to you know offend people. Yeah, and we're going to in all those things. So to tag onto this really quick. Some things that we've done for our kids. We've gotten our kids these, um, what do you call them? They're almost like make your own comic books. Yeah. They have like the squares on the page and, and all these different things. And they, they get to draw and they get to color and they get to write their own comic books and their own stories. We have iPads and iPhones, old iPhones or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so that they can make their own movies. And that's one of their favorite things to do. We don't let them put them on the internet. We don't let them post it YouTube. We don't want to expose them that way. But we let them create their own movie. We even said that one of the things we're going to do this summer, when I get some time off, is we're going to make a family movie. We're going to make, we're going to make some kind of epic story. We're going to write it. We're going to uh, storyboard it through their stuff. And then we're going to film it together. Have a lot of crayons. Have a lot of coloring. Have a lot of colored pencils. Have a lot of all kind of coloring books. Yeah. Have a lot of books in your home. And we just say during the during the school year, no TV. Or I mean, during the school week, no TV, mm-hmm. no TV whatsoever. On the weekends, we let them have one hour, and then they read for one hour if they want it, if they want more. And again, what they want to watch has been approved by us. I am of the age when I was a kid. I watched if I liked a movie, I watched it twenty times. Right? Our kids are used to going episode, episode, episode. Well, yeah. not anymore. Not anymore. You like that movie? Cool. We'll buy that movie. We watch it together as a family on family movie night. We've approved it. We've talked about it. We've we've gospeled it. You can watch that movie. Going back old school. Bring it back. Let's go. That's it. I think it. I think it sounds difficult, but it would it would really it makes you. It, it, I just think it makes it a little more simple as parents than try to manage everything that, that your kids are watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, hopefully, this was a blessing to you guys. Maybe it brought up more questions than answers. If it did, email me, justindeemansacredcitychurch.com. We love you. We're praying for you. God bless. God bless.